The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to the revolution. It's what we call a triple threat. All right, let's go. And three, two, one. A show in which all others will be judged. Well, it sounds like this. I'm listening. (laughs) They're just better, and they know it, too. (laughs) Imitated, but never duplicated. No. (laughs) This might be super emotionally scarring for me. Live from America's heartland, the revolution with Jim and Trav is on the air. Presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. So I have two New Year's resolutions. What's that? Uh, one is to get you to wear pants every day. <laughs> that would be nice. Number two, to quit wetting the bed. Oh. <laughs> That's a tough one. Are you one. talking about me or you? <laughs> I'm talking about me. God. Uh, the kids are like, Dad, when are you going to stop wetting the bed? I don't know. Um, all right, so we're talking new beginnings on today's show. Talking about new beginnings Laramie Miller <laughs> Laramie Miller and his horse Sven another news resolution get you hooked on phonics the Derek Zoolander center for kids who can't read good uh, Laramie Miller he's gonna be joining us uh, just a second actually all new show The Trail so cool it's like a certain he went out there for 30 some odd days yeah basically just Folks, surviving you gotta hear this one yeah surviving off the land all new series coming outdoor channel though Fridays 9.30pm Eastern time beginning February 25th then we're gonna hear from Cat Daddy yeah and then after Cat Daddy, old Gary Klein, professional angler with Major League Fishing. Yeah, going to give us some fishing tips, see what's shaking with him. Uh, But let's get to Laramie Miller, the cowboy. New Beginnings is on the revolution with Jim and Trav. Now let's kick off a two-parter with Laramie Miller, host of The Trail on Outdoor Channel. Fridays, 9.30 p.m. Eastern, beginning February 25th. Presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Here's part one. Headed west from Memphis With the desert on my mind When I hit El Paso That's when I rest my eyes I'm gone Yes, Laramie Sasquatch Miller He is joining us himself And uh, he's been gone Gone on a 30-day survival trek <laughs> Jimbo, you should have went with him <laughs> He could have You could have been his pack horse Yeah, I could have lost 40 pounds <laughs> Alright, anyways all new series, The Trail Outdoor Channel, Fridays, 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time, beginning February 25th. Mr. Laramie, how's it going, buddy? It's going good. How are you guys doing? Good, good. You know, I got a, a press release on you the other day, and it, it said, and his horse, Sven. That's what well, I read it as, but it's really, it's really seven. How the hell did you read Sven? He would ride with a Norwegian. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, I don't think it's Sven. I think it's seven, right? Yep, it's seven. <laughs> now, this is so cool, man. Um, every Everyone knows. This is a new show, right? You're like this rustic mountain man. You kind of do everything old school, but you came up with this crazy concept where you're going to go live off the land with just bare bones in your horse for 30 days. Is that right? Yeah. So, you know, obviously I've done crazy things my entire career and I love the mountains and the mountain man history. And, you know, obviously that's what I've kind of fashioned my life after. And so I wanted to go out there and actually 
do it. I wanted to go out there with nothing, no cameraman, with absolutely nothing, and go test myself. And, yeah, it turned out uh, very interesting. <laughs> <laughs> to say the least. Now, what you did is is, is you did a 30-day deal, uh, kind of a survival thing. But what did you take with you? So all I took was a couple of my case knives. I took a hatchet. I had a saw, my sleeping bag, and uh, my horse. Yeah. I mean, I, I took just what I could fit, you know, the way I wanted it to be, like the mountain men of the old. I mean, when they took off into the mountains, you know, a lot of them had a pack horse, but I wanted to go out with just what I could carry on my saddle horse. Now, did you coincide this with hunting season so you could hunt for big game, you know, small game or, or stuff like that? Or were you? I did. Because I, I didn't know if you were trying to, like, take down a deer or if you were just foraging for berries or something. Um, <laughs> or, I mean, or did your neighbors lose chicken? I mean, you're a big old boy. You'd have to eat a crap load of berries, you know? <laughs> yeah. So, no, it was actually, you know, the time of year was late, so foraging wasn't the easiest. Yeah. it was. I'm not going to give away too much of it, but it was definitely interesting, and it was so cool for me because it was, you know, there were the weather, the everything that came in, it was challenging, and so much happened. Well, now, you, you had to build your own shelter, right? Did you make more than one shelter? Was it a traveling thing or what? Yeah, so... My whole idea was I wanted to travel. I wanted to, because everybody's seen all the other survival shows and stuff like that. And, you know, they're really big and popular. And I like them, but I think, you know, I wanted to do that, like a traveling mm-hmm. hippie kind of. And I was, I was just, I traveled from place to place. I had like three different campsites and, you know, wound up riding. By the time it was all said and done, I mean, I rode over 120 miles. Holy oh, wow. Cow. Really? Now, what state yeah. What state were you in? Can you say that or not? Yeah, I was in Montana. Montana, really? Now, yep. you get in, like, October in Montana. Uh, that's, like, damn cold. Yeah, it's colder than a wilderness <laughs> wall. Yeah. Yeah, it was interesting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Now, with all of your, your, your upbringing and everything you've learned and been taught and used out there in the woods— did you find them all applicable? Like, did they meet your expectations? Was there ever an instance where you thought, oh, my God, I'm underprepared in this area, or I thought this tactic my entire life was good, but it turned out to be false out there? Did you run into anything like that? Oh, I definitely, like I said, it, it was a lot more challenging, mainly because of the time of the year Yeah, than I anticipated. Um, I knew it was going to be tough. I mean, I've gone out there with very little many times, but I'd never gone out there with, I mean, I, I went out there. I didn't have any food, water, any anything on me. Mm. Um, I actually did sneak some coffee. <laughs> and, I, and I, yeah, I, I had my coffee with me. But <laughs> That's a smart man uh, right there. <laughs> but that was it. And, you know, so there were times where I'm really glad that I, you know, there were things that I had learned and I had done over the years, but I never had to apply them. And, you know, that trip definitely took all the skills that I have learned and tried to instill. It took them all. Well, in, in the process of uh, of doing this, uh, how many hours a day would you ride before you decide to set up camp? Or did you, the three camps that you had, they weren't pre-set up. You had to do it right then? Yeah, so I just went from place to place. So I started actually really high elevation, and I 
went down the trail and I, you know, like I said, I had like three different campsites, main campsites. And I did a lot of walking from camp, but used the horse to, you know, go in between camp from camp to camp to camp. Yeah. Now you said you took a couple of, a couple of knives and a, and a hatchet. And then a longbow, is that, did I read that right? You took yep. a longbow? Now, did you take like 9,000 arrows? Because I know I could miss and I'd be out of arrows in like the third day. You know, I took quite a few arrows, but I was very mindful of that. I actually, you know, broke a few arrows shooting squirrels and mm. lost. I think I only wound up losing one, but. Oh, wow. wow. Yeah, it was, uh, I was definitely mindful of that because I didn't want to, you know, take a bunch but I wanted to make sure I had enough. I think I had a dozen arrows. I want to know, is is Finn still with us? <laughs> yeah, did we eat the horse? That's what I want to know. <laughs> hey, Laramie, we got to take a break. Can you stick around and answer that question? <laughs> I'll do my best. All right. Hey, we have a talk with Laramie Miller. He's the host of a news show called The Trail on Outdoor Channel. Fridays at 9.30, beginning February 25th. Exactly. And this has been presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Uh, now, we can hop on uh, My Outdoor TV. And is Last of a Breed on there? Yes, it is. Last of a Breed and the old Sasquatch shows are both on there. Oh, nice. Now, where can we find you online, buddy? Uh, LaramieMiller.com. And then, obviously, social media, Laramie Sasquatch Miller. And make sure to his place. It's the third tree on the left. Catch him all the time. All right, part two with Laramie Sasquatch Miller right after this. I see Sasquatch. Sasquatch likes to tan with cow brains. What's that? Sasquatch likes to tan with cow brains. There's not enough brain in a beaver to tan the hide of a deer, but, like, what I use, I usually go get uh, cow brains. You can never apply too much brain. You're on the revolution with Jim and Trev. Half not what America will do for you. The voice. But what together we can do. Of America. For the freedom of man. Stick around. The revolution will continue right after these important messages. Check this out. He's a lean, mean, swine-shanking machine. That is a uh, rare breed. That's a Himalayan rock pig. Ham it up with Pigman and Pals every Sunday night on Sportsman Channel. They'll be bringing home the bacon as they put a serious dent in the world's feral hog population. Now, it is just out of control, man. If it's edible, it's on the menu. Everything we shoot gets processed. That's exactly what's going on. Join the fun. Pigman the Series, Sundays at 8.30 on Sportsman Channel. Are you wondering what to do with your leftover game meat? Turn it into delicious snacks. At High Mountain Seasonings, we have 25 jerky making kits, 14 snack and stick kits, and 20 sausage making kits. That means we have something for everybody. Look for the Bucking Horse logo at a retailer near you or on the web at www.himtnjerky.com. Welcome back to the revolution with Jim and Trav and new beginnings. Now let's get back to Laramie Miller, host of The Trail on Outdoor Channel, Fridays, 9.30 p.m. Eastern, beginning February 25th, presented by My Outdoor TV. Stream on your favorite device or download to watch anywhere, anytime. My Outdoor TV at MyOutdoorTV.com. Here's part two. All right. Hey, we're back. We're talking new beginnings in this week's show and talk about a new beginning. Old Laramie Miller, he uh, he was our guest in part one. And holy cow, this new show called The Trail sounds really exciting. 30-some days out in the boonies with just he and Sven. Now, did you have like a backup plan if, you know, things went south, let's say seven ran off or 
I mean, you broke a bone. Did you have like one of those uh, navigation beacons or whatever? They, did you have something like that in place in case something went awry? No, so I, I didn't have any way to reach the outside world, but I did have cameraman coming in every, you know, couple of three or four days just to replenish batteries. Oh, wow. Yeah. You know, and so that was my backup plan. Yeah, his, his, signal, <laughs> like his signal was to shoot an arrow in the air. Yeah. Uh, they're good, the, the people with the batteries are going to be here in five days. You know, let's yeah. just... <laughs> I hope I don't bleed, bleed to death before this. <laughs> oh, my God. Now, you know what now, the craziest thing about the whole trip was, too, is, you know, you look at it from the outside, you think having a horse is going to make it easier. Oh, it yeah. honestly made it three times harder. Really? Is that just because well, it was later in the year and, you know, I had to make sure that he was taken care of. Mm, yeah. You know, as far as food and, you know, he, he, that horse had to rely on me, you know, and so it was, that was even more challenging than I anticipated. Yeah. And you wanted to keep him fat in case you needed him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, now when you're out there and you're hunting with a longbow, okay, you mentioned squirrels. Did you shoot primarily like I think up in that country, there's like blue spruce or something like that you could shoot? Well, there's spruce grouse. There's, Quite a few different types. There's three different types of grouse, and then yeah, you got your squirrels, and you know, there's little streams, and mm-hmm. yeah. I was just, I was honestly just trying to get any kind of protein I could. <laughs> yeah. Now, the, the you, mouse situation is grim now. Yeah, you don't want. Yeah, there's not many mice in the area. <laughs> Larry <laughs> took those out. Now, preferably, you'd like to go after something big, but if you're traveling and you don't have a pack horse, let's say you get a deer down or something. That's a heck of a lot of weight, you know, unless Sit you down next to it, eat it. You you put it on your horse and you lead your horse. I mean, you're a big strapping dude and you put a hundred pounds of meat on it, that's gonna hurt old Sven, <laughs> you know? Well, um, yeah. You're gonna be walking. Yeah, you're gonna be walking. So I mean there's I mean, there's pros and cons to going and knocking down a big animal. Um, but you know, and like also what are you gonna do with it? You know, a lot of animals that time of year aren't hibernating. Uh, and so you got a lot of predators as well. Yeah, there was, I definitely ran into more predators than I did anything. Really? Not, so, yeah. Like I said, I don't want to give away too much, but it was definitely interesting on that side, the, <laughs> the food side. You know, obviously it's my home state of Montana and you've got elk and deer. And, um, of course in the area I was, you can't hunt mule deer. Mm. So that made it hard on that end. Um, but there were still whitetail, there were elk, bears. Mm. Um, and I was, you know, that was my goal going in was to get big game and, you know, I would have figured out the moving part while I was out there, you know, if I did get a big game down and I wouldn't mind, you know, don't mind walking or that kind of thing. But it was a lot different than I anticipated. Just the time of year I went is what made it hard Mm. because, you know, I went in October and came out the beginning of November. Mm. Well, the elk aren't rutting anymore, so trying to get close to any of that with a longbow is definitely challenging. In the 32-day uh, time frame that you were out there on the trail, how much weight did we lose? Believe it or not, I lost 37 pounds. Holy no kidding! Ow, really? You lost a kid. <laughs> yeah. Now, with knowing all this, and you know, I'm sure where you were at, you probably had to run into wolves, too, if I were guessing. But coyotes. is this something you're going to want to do again? 100%. I'm hoping, you know, we continue to do this series and, you know, go different places. 
Um, you know, it was the, the filming aspect. The hardest thing for me, believe it or not, was the filming side of it, like having to film myself and, you know, batteries. And mm-hmm. at one point, the poor editors, at one point, I left the camera on for like 76 minutes or something. <laughs> and so they got to go walk. They got to go watch all that just to see and make sure there was 13 terabytes of footage. Oh, oh man. Which is... <laughs> outlandish yeah <laughs> and we're talking about gopro and little handy cam footage of me <gasps> you know me filming mm-hmm. and it, it was it was trying and wore me down for sure okay. yeah well food is a big part of my life and, and i want to ask you this they say that when 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 guys like world war ii when they got stranded on an island somewhere or they were in a concentration camp where they had very little food and you're losing a pound a day you said you lost 30-some pounds, and you were out there 32 days. Hey, you're losing weight, so you're always hungry. Did you yep. did you find that you were thinking about a McDonald's quarter pounder with cheese, or <laughs> or how did that work out? Or did, did you have to fight the hunger pangs to make it through? You know, luckily, I had a little bit on me before I went in, but I definitely I craved a big old ribeye steak like you wouldn't believe. <laughs> oh, I bet, yeah. And then and then chocolate, and I'm not a sweets person, really. Really? But I crave chocolate just because of the sugars. Mm, oh. Yeah. You know, when you, you, you think when you're drinking nothing but water, like I said, I did have coffee, but I had to be sparing with it. Mm-hmm. You're drinking nothing but a little bit of coffee and water and eating, I mean, there's no seasoning out there, really. So, <laughs> you know, in the... So everything's kind of bland, and so your taste buds. Boy, when I came back, the first thing I did was we went and got a big steak, (laughs) and my mouth, like, my taste buds were just zinging everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God, it's Crossfire Trail. All right, so we're hanging out with Laramie Sasquatch Miller, the host of The Trail, an all-new series on Outdoor Channel, Fridays, 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time, beginning February 25th. Uh, You guys have to stay tuned. Make sure you watch this. But it has been presented by Mile Tour TV. Stream on your favorite device or download to watch anywhere, anytime. Mile Tour TV at MileTourTV.com. You can get... uh, uh, Sasquatch there. You can get uh, Last of a Breed. You can get everything. Um, but again, Mr. Laramie, where can we find you online, buddy? So LaramieMiller.com. And then for Instagram and Facebook, it's Laramie Sasquatch Miller. You bet. Hey, coming up next is old Cat Daddy, and he could live maybe a year and a half. <laughs> all, right. all right. He could lose a pound a day and still be all right. All right. So 400 <laughs> days. Laramie, man. God bless you. Happy New Year. Thanks for coming on, buddy. Thank you, guys. Everybody have a great New Year. Here's Mrs. Bunny with Funding for Wildlife. Funding for Wildlife. The Pittman-Robertson Wildlife Restoration Act, begun in 1937, put an excise tax on the sale of all sporting arms and ammunition. And in 1950, the Dingle-Johnson Act placed a similar tax on fishing equipment. Today, every time you buy hunting and fishing gear, you contribute to this fund, which generates upwards of $1 billion every year. This money has been used far and wide to conserve America's key wildlife habitat. When you combine funding from this excise tax with the state license and tax sales sportsmen pay each year, it constitutes the majority of funding for wildlife in North America, paid for by sportsmen. The Revolution with Jim and Trav is on the air. They're fat, lazy slobs who won't take responsibility for themselves. They're just a bunch of immature jerks. They're inferior genetic scum. They are so dumb, I think you should hear them for yourself. Um, tell us what you really think of the show at JimandTrav.com. Stick around. The Revolution will be right back. All your hard work, the dedication, the getting through the elements, that thrill, it's really undescribable. 
for Melissa Bachman, adventure is always in season. And the world is her hunting grounds. I absolutely love hunting in new places. When you can get in the right spot at the right time, you literally just don't know what's going to step out next. Anytime, anywhere, any season. Winchester, deadly passion. Sundays at 11.30 a.m. Eastern on Sportsman Channel. High Mountain Seasonings, the world's best kits for turning your game into jerky and sausage. Look for the Bucking Horse logo at a retailer near you or on the web at www.himtnjerky.com. The Revolution with Jim and Travis back. Now here's our very own captain of the SS Tuna Tub, Cat Daddy. I'll never go fishing again. This is in my friend. Brought to you by High Mountain Seasonings. Visit them to spice up your wild game cuisine at HIMTNJerky.com. Here are the boys. Hey, we're back. We're talking new beginnings on this week's show. Before the break, Laramie Miller, what a strange guy he is, but loves to ride his horse. But our next guest, man, he loves catfish. He loves catfish. He loves life. And he is whiskered. That is the Kansas cat man, Mr. Cat Daddy. Hey, Cat Daddy, I've got a question for you. Do you ever set out at the beginning of the year and start to total how many fish you can catch in a year? Have you ever kept track of how many fish you've caught in one year? Well, I tell you, you know, uh, no. <laughs> That was a long answer. That was a great lead-up, too. Holy I only went to Curtis Junior High. Hell, I didn't have teach you to count that high, you know? How many fish do you think you catch in a regular season, though, if you were just guessing? I'd have to put it in the, in the thousands, I think. I Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Including bait fish? Yeah, a couple thousand. You know, counting count catfish and... And and and, and uh, carp and uh, <laughs> crappie and uh, sunfish and bluegill, man, probably probably in the millions. <laughs> oh, holy cow! Holy cow! <laughs> now the thing Hell is, yeah. the last time we talked, Cat Daddy, you were talking about this time of the year is not a bad time to go out and crappie fish because uh, they're they're all huddled up, aren't they? Oh yeah, man. You know, we went out the other day and it just filled a bucket full of crappie. You know, and you just cannot beat crappie egg sacs and gut sacs and, you know, the innards of a crappie, uh, the, the cut heads of them off, chunk them up. They're some of the finest bait for early season, you know, the end of February, 1st of March, right around in there. It, it, fantastic bait. Stock up on them while you can. Yeah, but the thing is, you're out there and you're catching crappie. Aren't you taking those slabs and frying them up? Or are you making them all in debate? Well, I wasn't going to talk about eating them. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't like We eat a lot know. of crappie around here, you know, in the wintertime. You know, I got buddies that come over and drop me off some. And, oh, yeah, crappie's good eating, man. But catfish still number one. Yeah. Now, are the lakes pretty much frozen over there or not really? Not really, not really. They got a thin crust on them, you know. Uh, I'm going to have to wait probably 15 years before I go out there and walk. <laughs> He's got to melt for about 15 years and he'll go out. He belongs to the Polar Bear Club. <laughs> oh, my goodness. He's right. <laughs> now, some of these temps are getting pretty doggone cold, and I bet in some of those back little eddies and crap, that ice has to get pretty thick. Oh, yeah. But, you know, back, well, the river's running good yet. Hell, it ain't oh, got yeah. no ice on it at all. Yeah. But uh, the lakes and stuff, you know, the smaller lakes, they're starting to freeze up around in the small coves and stuff like that. It, it'll be a little while yet, but another week or so of these hardcore temperatures and they'll have enough ice out there to probably get out and do a little ice fishing. And, you know, you can catch them old catfish ice fishing too. Uh, but, uh, 
Cat Daddy, he don't like ice <laughs> yeah, at all. Except in his glass. Now, when it, you know, the other night it got down to like 10 below or I don't know what it was, but it was pretty doggone cold. And the next day it was like 50. Do you get any of that shad kill over a cold night like that or does it have to be sustained for a little while? Oh, yeah. You know, you get you get a couple a couple of nights like that, you know, that happens where it's cold, frigid, you know, in the evening and the next day it's 50, maybe 60 degrees. Yeah. Boy, yeah, you can go out and, you know, the shad are just floating on top of the the water where it's broke out there. And you can see them, you know, even caught in the ice in them back coves a little bit where they'll come to the top and you can see them in that thin crust of ice. Now, if you can get out there in your boat and come up to them coves like that, and get you a long poke stick, you know, and break break that real thin ice. Mm-hmm. You can get a whole bunch of of, of a shad. Oh, nice, nice shad too, man. I mean, nice, nice bait shad. Don't they go to deeper water though? I mean, or is it just the stupid ones that they get frozen in the ice? Well, I think they're all stupid. To tell you the truth. <laughs> <laughs> but boy, yeah, yeah, and, and and you know, even when there ain't no ice on the lake, and the water's you know good and frigid and cold, just you know, just almost not frozen. Shoot, boy, you get out of your boat, you know, going wind laden side, and they'll all be bumped up against the bank. I tell you, it, it's like a gold mine out there, and I'm not joking, because them crappie, or the, those shag guts, you know, whoo, crappie, crappie guts is good, baby. Shag guts, man, you can't beat them, man. And they're like $20 a pint now, so, mm. you know, you need to gut, gut them babies and sack them up as many as you can. I'd have to have a pint of Guinness. Yeah. Now, with the, like, let's say 40 billion fish you have caught over your life, Mr. Cat Daddy, do you think fish have feelings? Well, now, let me tell you something, <laughs> I want to hear this. <laughs> I was up at the lake one day, and I, I was cleaning fish, and these uh, four women was uh, hired me to take them fishing. Yeah. And, you know, I, I was up there, you know, uh, uh, just just going at it with my electric filet knife. And this one lady goes, you know, that's awful cruel. I, I, I go, what, honey? What's cruel? <laughs> she goes, well, what you're doing in them fish, you don't even kill them before, before you clean them. I go, no, I'm pretty quick at it, you know, just <laughs> hit the filet knife, filet the side off of it, and he's still kicking a little bit. Well, they belong to the Peter group. Oh, really? Ooh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, oh, yeah, boy, I tell you. As soon as they said they was off from Peter, they cut loose on me and told me how I was to clean my fish and how cruel I was. I said, well, look, here I am in front of a grinder. (laughs) 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 It ground that fish all up like that and spit pieces of bone out on them. Well, they didn't know what to think. (laughs) They give me, boy, they give me a problem there for a while, but hey. I take all four of them guys out in the woods, you know, and starve them for a month, and they'll probably eat that, that fish raw. <laughs> I think they would. I think they'd probably eat you. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, I, that was something else, you know. I ain't never had a problem with them Peter, people since. <laughs> you grind up a fish or two, and they shut up. All right, so we got to get to a break. I ain't kidding. It was throwing gut and bone out of that grinder. They couldn't believe it, man. <laughs> All right, we've been talking with uh, Mr. Cat Daddy, catdaddyguideservices.com. Is that where we have to go to find you online? www.catdaddyguideservices.com. That's correct. You bet. If you'd like to write Cat Daddy and, and tell him what you think about him and PETA, uh, send the email to catdaddy underscore one at msn.com. Yeah, and just like Cat Daddy does, he hops on uh, himtnjerky.com, high mount seasonings. 
for all of his fish seasonings, whether it's a panfish, catfish, and the occasional venison, the occasional <laughs> bass. Yes. <laughs> so we got to get to a break. Uh, Gary Klein, he's coming up next. Right after this. All right. Happy New Year, Mr. Cat Daddy. We love you, buddy. Hey, that seasoning's the best, man. It's truly the dog that barks. Hello. No one is available to take your call. Please leave a message after the tone. Hey, Trav. I'm calling to say that I no longer love you. My heart now belongs to Cat Daddy. What can I say? He's the anguish of my dreams. He whiskered his way into my heart. And so I guess... This is goodbye. You still have the phone on, eh? Buddies with Cat Daddy. He's so hairy. She wanted that tuna tough bean whole action late night flathead fury. Disgusting. My kids are calling Cat Daddy Poppy. Mmm, yeah, boy. The Revolution with Jim and Trev. <laughs> Come on, pick up the phone. Drop us a line every now and then. What's our damn phone number? 785-846-7647 or anytime at JimandTrav.com. Stay tuned. The revolution will continue after these short messages. On Major League Fishing Saturdays, there's adrenaline in every cast. We got work to do today. And a pace that'll make your heart race. That's what we're looking for, baby. The high-stakes intensity of the Bass Pro Tour. Let's get this party started today. And the prestigious cups. I mean, it don't get no cooler than that. Followed by all angles with exclusive interviews and behind-the-scenes highlights. Dude, this is ridiculous. Major League Fishing Saturdays. It all begins at noon Eastern on Outdoor Channel. Outdoor adventure and great eating go hand in hand with all of our High Mountain Seasonings jerky kits, snack and sticks, buckboard bacon, finishing sauces, rubs and shakers, marinades, and more. Go to HIMTNJerky.com or call 1-800-829-2285 today. Thanks for tuning in to The Revolution with Jim and Trav and New Beginnings. Sound good? Yes, sir! Now, here's another two-part interview with Gary Klein, an angler with Major League Fishing Bass Pro Tour on Outdoor Channel. Saturdays, 12 p.m. Eastern, presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Here's part one. Hey, we're back. We're talking new beginnings on this week's show. And before the break, we had Cat Daddy, and he had new beginnings about crappie fishing. Gary Klein is so cool. By the way, Cat Daddy said he's going to join MLF. Hey, still sitting on the couch. <laughs> Anyways, Mr. Gary Klein, he's a professional angler with Major League Fishing Bass Pro Tour. Check it out on Outdoor Channel, Saturdays, 12 p.m. Eastern Time. Mr. Gary, you're such an awesome man. Happy New Year. Well, thank you very much. I uh, I always, uh, always enjoy being on the air. You guys have so much fun. And I really, really, yeah, I really enjoy it. What a great way to kick off the new year. You guys got the spirit. Well, the thing is, we haven't had you on in a year. I mean, it's 2022 now. That's right. This is the new beginning. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, you got to tell us, Mr. Gary. I mean, MLF, <laughs> Major League Fishing, has just exploded. It is so cool. And you guys You're are everywhere. opening up new opportunities for people. Tell us real quick, though, about the MLF Foundation. It's something you guys, you've expanded of recent. Um, you've also added the Major League Fishing Angler Association, which I think you're the uh, vice president of, Mr. Gary. I mean, this is awesome what you guys are doing. You know, again, this is just a progression. This is, we are evolving. And, you know, from the concept that we've had this discussion many times about the thought, the conversation with Boyd 9 2009 and where we are today. Yeah. 
I mean, and it's been a process as we evolve, but as we build, and that's one comment that I've always made, no matter, you know, wherever I am, is our vision is much grander than where we are today. But it takes time to build and put places and, you know, put pieces in the right place as we build. Mm -hmm. So with our expansion, obviously, you know, we acquired FLW uh, November of uh, 2019, made us a large tournament organization. uh, And that really uh, was a learning process for us. Uh, We went from a media platform to a tournament organization pretty quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, the largest in the country with over 15,000 anglers, over uh, 230 events that we put on every year. So all of this takes time to build and put all the pieces in the right, or the piece of the puzzle in the right place. Along with that, our number one focus has always been improvements yeah. with, you know, our competitive anglers, uh, obviously uh, with our fisheries which we have a new fisheries management division, Mm. which I'm proud to be a part of that. We've been working on that for several years now to, you know, give back and to enhance and to educate and further the research on the fish itself across this country, something that we all have experienced. You know, that's what we take advantage of, and we want to make it better. We want to add to it. Uh, No different than the MLFAA Foundation, uh, we're building a association where anglers in numbers can uh, receive benefits. Mm. Uh, we're building on that platform. And again, that platform right there allows everybody to be involved uh, as we build this board out. So it's a fun project for me. I get a little antsy because it takes time. <laughs> and I want it all to happen tomorrow, and uh, that that has not been the case. Actually, you probably wanted it to happen yesterday. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there you go. What's yeah. It? Really nice is the the 2022 MLF Bass Pro Tour. I think it kicks off like uh, February 5th uh, through the 10th at Candy Creek Reservoir Lake. Darbone, I think it's called, in uh, Bussy Break. Now, it's, it's 74 returning anglers, and there's six newcomers who qualified via the MLF Tackle Warehouse Pro Circuit. Is that right? That is correct. And, uh, yeah, so now we have new anglers in our field. Yeah. Now that we have merged the MLF anglers with our MLF Big Five anglers, Yeah. now next year we're going to be on a – 10 angler rotation mm. uh, at the end of the season as far as new anglers coming in and other anglers having to go back and requalify. So, yeah, the 22 season is really a, it's an exciting season for us because we are evolving and now we're bringing in our fresh anglers and let them experience our uh, format. Plus, this year's schedule is going to be a very intriguing, interesting schedule. Yeah. yeah. Um, I looked at it and I went, wow. <laughs> you know, there's some places on there that I have never been to before. Um, so, and then there's some that are going to be very challenging <clears throat> because of the time of year that we're going to be competing. Mm-hmm. But, uh, hey, I mean, it's 2022 and there's always going to be a winner and there's always going to be a loser. So, it doesn't matter how much weight as long as you're at the top. Yeah, when you and uh, Boyd Duckett sat around 2009 thinking about this, I mean, you had to probably do it much like you would build a house. you got to put the foundation in. If the foundation is square and level and plumb, then you can build on that and be good. And it sounds like you guys have got a great foundation, 
and you're probably on the second floor right now. Um, I like that analogy. Uh, we are building, uh, but one thing that we have always been very good at is staying focused. And what I mean by that is the format that we've created and that we've introduced to the fishing communities across this country not only work really good for bass, but they're phenomenal for walleye. They're phenomenal for mm-hmm. redfish. Yeah. Uh, which also has a lot of competitive anglers involved in that. And from the very beginning, we have been asked multiple times, you know, when's Major League Fishing going to redfish? When's Major League Fishing is going to walleye? And we've always backed off of that saying, hey, we have to get it right with our anglers in our house first yeah. before we can add on an addition. Well, what's really neat is all these anglers will visit seven fisheries during the regular season. They'll compete for a total season purse. It's so, this is outstanding. $7.6 million just on the Bass Pro Tour. That is, I, I can't even fathom how much money that is, Mr. Gary. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, just the tour events alone, or, or we pay back over 800000 Wow. Uh, to the 80 anglers that are competing. Um, and it is, you know, we're trying to elevate this to where it becomes a true professional sport mm-hmm. where anglers can achieve greatness with their abilities and be rewarded for it. Mm. Great. Hey, we got to take a break. Gary, can you stick around? I'd love to. Thank you, guys. All right. Hey, we're talking with Gary Klein. He's professional angler with Major League Fishing Bass Pro Tour. Yeah, Outdoor Channels, that is Saturdays, 12 p.m. Eastern Time. And this has been presented by Outdoor Channels, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. You can also catch it out on uh, My Outdoor TV. But, Mr. Gary, to learn more about you, the innovative angler in Major League Fishing, man, where can we find you online? Well, I tell you, I'm pretty easy to find. You can go to MajorLeagueFishing.com, look up Gary Klein. You can go to Major League Fishing, Fisheries Management Division. That's Gary Klein. Or you can go to Gary Klein Pro Angler. You bet. Hey, more Gary Klein right after this. Don't you wish your girlfriend was hot like Bonnie? She'll be my sugar mama. (laughs) Hey, Mommy, aren't chicken wings grown on trees? You dumb like your daddy! Bear, deer, elk, moose, turkey, pheasant! We like to kill what we eat! And we keep it legit! We're talking conservation! RBF, NWTF, QDMA, SCIDU, Real Tree, every day! Yo, we need to get our kids out hunting and fishing! They gotta get out and hunt! They need to learn how to live off the land! Feel to table! To be self-sufficient! Dirty jeans! Stay tuned. The revolution with Jim and Trav will continue in a few moments. Hit up JimandTrav.com for lots of cool extras from the show. The revolution is on the air and always online at JimandTrav.com. We're going to need a box of tissues and some cozy blankets. Now let's rejoin the boys and Gary Klein, an angler with Major League Fishing Bass Pro Tour on Outdoor Channel, Saturdays, 12 p.m. Eastern. Brought to you by Yamaha's proven off-road ATVs and side-by-side vehicles. Check them out at YamahaMotorsports.com. This is part two. Hey, we are back. We're talking new beginnings on this week's show and talk about a great new beginning. Gary Klein's got something in Major League Fishing that you got to hear about. That's right. Major League Fishing, though, watch the Bass Pro Tour on Outdoor Channel Saturdays, 12 p.m. Eastern Time. You know, Mr. Gary, you've been a pro- How long have you been a professional angler for? 
<laughs> uh, quite a few years. <laughs> Let's say more than one, less than a hundred, somewhere I, in there. I remember. Uh, when- yeah, there you go. Yeah, you were close <laughs> on that, less than a hundred. Yeah, I remember when you were still living in California before you moved to Texas. Yeah, that that was uh, several years ago. Yeah, <laughs> when when you were you know first competing, and then when you you started finding a lot of stardom and really started moving up the ranks, Mister Gary. And you were competing, you know, at that time, you were just a regular professional angler. Did you see that the system was broken, that there was something you wanted to fix, something you wanted to change, and that really spurred um, the movement towards MLF? When I first started my career, uh, obviously, it was fishing BASS. It was in 1979, and I was like all of the young anglers. I was very uh, enthusiastic. I had a a drive, a passion to compete, and that's what I was really caught up in. Uh, How can I go out and prove to the world uh, that I am a good bass angler? Because you have to remember, I grew up reading about Roland Martin, Jimmy Houston, and Bill Nance. Uh And then in a few years later, you know, Rick Clung came on the scene. And so, you know, I was kind of part of that that original group that traveled with Ray Scott that helped build his membership at Bass, that's what this 14-year-old kid, 15-year-old kid was being introduced to. I mean, those were my guys. Um, and I always, this may be a childhood dream of wanting to compete at their level with them in their arena. Mm. And that's one of the cool things about our sport of competitive angling. It allows that to happen. I mean, because there are no age limits. It's as good as you can make yourself as an angler. And uh, so I came out and started competing right up, you know, right with them. <laughs> I mean, my very first event, 1979, uh, there I am at the weigh-in tanks, and there's, you know, Bill Dance, Roland Martin, Jimmy Houston, and wow. Rick Klun, and I mean, like the whole group. And I was kind of like starstruck. And, but for so many years, as I watched myself evolve as an angler, mm-hmm. and I watched the sport evolve as a sport, or as what we were trying to sell it as, as a sport, because basically... Bass fishing, you want to, you know, maybe call it a hobby or whatever. It's something that so many people across this country have in common because they've actually participated in fishing at some point in time growing up. So they've all been introduced to it. But to actually watch it become a business mm-hmm. where anglers are competing and watch it become a sport, I was in the forefront of that. And I was pretty excited to be there. It wasn't until the later part of my career that it started dawning on me that the sport, in my opinion, was not being elevated. Mm. So it wasn't until the the later part of my career, uh, say 2008, you know, seven, eight, nine, ten, in that era. Where I, uh, yeah, don't get me wrong. I mean, we were paying entry fees. We were competing for prize money. We had a little TV show that got a little bit audience, but yet it still wasn't the big jump to what I considered to be a sport. Yeah. And that's when I really started getting motivated on just how could we approach something and take it to a, a, you know, create a sport out of this. 
and that's uh, that's that's how the conversation began. Yeah. Now you had mentioned uh, some pretty well known. Uh, anglers like Rick Clunt, Jimmy Houston, and so forth. Now, all of those guys, Rick Clunt was known as a crankbait fisherman. Jimmy Houston was known as a spinnerbait fisherman. Lonnie Stanley, how about jigs? Now, the thing is, while they specialized in those, they had a whole arsenal of things that they could use. Do you find that the more things that people have, uh, it's better, or is it better just to specialize? You're, 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 if you're a one-dimensional angler, you're going to be limited on your successes. Mm. So if you travel a lot like we do from East Coast, West Coast, you know, we fish almost all the major reservoirs, fisheries that we have in the United States. So you fish shallow and deep, dirty and clear, cold and warm, all different species of fish forces you to become a more versatile angler. And that's the thing that you always are going to struggle with in your fishing. Like myself, I'm good at doing a lot of things. I mean, there's a lot. Of, I mean, I'm really, really specialized in a lot of techniques. But the problem is, is that you can't fish them all in the course of the day. You can't fish them all in the course of the week. So I think it's real important as an angler continues to fish and continues to experience more fisheries, He's going to become a more versatile angler, but the key to that angler's success in the future is going to know when to use what he's learned based on the current conditions. Because all it takes is that one little right decision, and bingo, you win. You know, and, and, and it's really a fascinating sport. You bet. Hey, we do have to leave it right there. You know, my biggest decision is should I use a Palmar knot or an improved cinch? But anyhow, we've been talking with Gary Klein. He's a professional angler with Major League Fishing Bass Pro Tours. Yeah, check it out on Outdoor Channel. That is Saturdays, 12 p.m. Eastern Time. And this has been brought to you by Yamaha's proven off-road ATVs and side-by-side vehicles. Hop online, check them out, YamahaMotorsports.com. Mr. Gary, again, all things Major League Fishing, all things Gary Klein. And also, people need to stay tuned. Uh, kicking off uh, February 5th through the 10th there at Canyon Creek Reservoir, Lake Darbo. And a bussy break is going to be a stage one. People need to stay tuned for that. But where can we find you guys online? Yes, well, you can uh, go to MajorLeagueFishing.com, and it'll show you our entire schedule. And it also will introduce you to our upcoming 2022 Red Crest that we're having in Tulsa, Oklahoma, the third week in March. You bet. Hey, when you get approved to be able to uh, let go of that new information, Will you come back? I'd love that. Thank you. All right, we got to get to a break. We'll return right after this. It's a fact. People who listen to The Revolution with Jim and Trav actually live longer. Studies conclude listening to The Revolution prevents male pattern baldness, depression, hysteria, slurred speech, loss of coordination, and erectile dysfunction. Stick around. The Revolution will continue next. It's time to reimagine the off-road experience because Yamaha has reimagined the side-by-side. Available in either two- or four-seat models, the Wolverine R-Max 1000 lineup sets a new benchmark in the off-road world. Featuring a 999cc parallel twin engine, aggressive tires, and an automotive-style cabin. And select models include high-performance Fox IQS in-cab adjustable suspension, all-new D-Mode to optimize power delivery, 
an integrated Yamaha Adventure Pro navigation system, and much more. Visit YamahaMotorsports.com to learn more about the Wolverine R-Max 1000. It's time to get out there and realize your adventure with Yamaha. Professional driver on closed course. Always protect the environment and wear your seatbelt, helmet, eye protection, and protective clothing. Read the owner's manual and product warning labels before operation. Vehicle specifications subject to change. I'm Al Simon, 91 years young. I created Balance 7 20 years ago. At 67, I went to see the doctor for the first time in my life and found out that I had medical problems. He told me that was normal for my age. I don't believe God intended us to be sick and old. I decided to find something to bring my health back. For 10 years, I studied pH and how important it is to the human system. Balance 7 gave me back what I lost by getting older. I no longer get out of bed with a joint discomfort. Balance 7 can do for you what it has done for me and many others. In three days' time, you'll feel more energy, less joint discomfort, and clarity of thinking. No doctor or hospital can do what Balance 7 can do for you. Balance 7 is the key to unlocking the healthy immune system. Bring your body back to balance. Order now. Receive free shipping with the code word AL. Go to Balance7.com. That's Balance7.com. Order now and get your free shipping and a free gift with your order. Go to Balance7.com. Use the code word L. Great show, everyone. We just got to get out of here. Man, this is it. Oh, no. This sounds serious and real. This concludes the revolution with Jim and Trav this week. What the hell are you still doing here? Don't forget to drop the boys some feedback and stay in touch at JimandTrav.com. Hey, what a great show for the very first show of 2022. Talking about new beginnings. Laramie Miller. Cat Daddy and Gary Klein. Yeah, and you know what? This year, we say it all the time. Uh, make sure you get outdoors. Take some kiddos with you. Hammer home firearm safety. Uh, recreate as a family. Isn't that right, Jimbo? That's right. And get yourself a horse named Sven. He spells it just the number seven. <laughs> How did you get Sven? I'm not sure. Uh, anyways. I'm all still right. winning the bid myself. So we will <laughs> return next week, boys and girls. Thank you so much for listening. And make sure you hop on JimandTrav.com. Uh, for archive shows, articles, lots of cool stuff. All right, peace out. God bless. We love you so much. Amen. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network. It's staff and management.